wants to try my 18-layer dip. It's got beans, cheese, bird seed, guac, chocolate chip. One warning, if you're allergic to uh, peanuts or bee stings, I wouldn't eat it. What are you talking about? Who the hell are you talking to? Charlie Blackman is the batting champion, more like the ugly champion. If God doesn't like the Broncos, then why is the sky blue and the sunsets orange? Hello and welcome into the All Colorado King Sports Podcast. This is a show one stop shop for Colorado Sports Week. I'm your host, Matt Kennedy. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and like, subscribe, follow, and share the AC Sports Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasting stuff in 15 minutes or less. We have some of the best interviews with uh, the best athletes, coaches, analysts, and broadcasters from around the state of Colorado and the collegiate and professional sporting world. And today on the show, we are revisiting the Colorado Buffaloes because, well, they're trying to stay in the postseason run couple losses in the last 10 games for the men's basketball team. They're trying to keep it alive. And we got less than 10 games left. And so very important road trip coming up. Three games on the West Coast, Oregon State again, then back-to-back games at Cal and Stanford. But before that, CU takes on Utah from the CU Event Center tomorrow at 6 p.m. We're talking with the voice of the Buffaloes, Mark Johnson, here in a little bit to preview that game and analyze the inconsistencies CU is trying to fix and figure out. And those three straight losses CU had uh, last week and the week before, CU shot 34% from the floor, and two of those losses were about double digits. It's not the loss against Washington was just a single point loss, but then the losses against uh, Washington State and Oregon, no bueno, no good at all for CU. But a very nice bounce back uh, last Saturday against Oregon State in which CU was able to get back in the wind column and reevaluate some things. The guards are dealing with some injuries to changes in the lineup. Luke O'Brien is one of the underclassmen who's been stepping up. He's had a career-high eight rebounds against the Beavers. If CU is going to continue to win games, especially next week on the road, expect Tad Boyle to really rely on a couple of units instead of the same guys every single game. Keyshawn Bartholomew, KJ Simpson, two names you want to pay attention to. Those two guards tend to lead how the rest of the shooting goes. When they shoot good, the unit shoots well. When they shoot poorly, the unit shoots poorly. So the Buffs, i.e. last Saturday, Keyshawn led the way with 16 points and CU shot nearly 68% in the first half. More games like that. Yes, please. Yes, please. So for tomorrow, it's going to be a good chance for CU to see what works for him when he comes to shooting the basketball and simply get their confidence back uh, coming up with the tough West Coast trip next week. Utah has only won one game out of their last 12 contests. They are third worst in the offense and the defense categories in the Pac-12. This should be a routine win for CU. So with that, let's bring in Mark Johnson to analyze the game against the Utes and talk about uh, the last month or so of basketball and what's ahead for the Buffaloes here on ACE. All righty. Well, once again, back on today, Mark Johnson, voice of the CU Buffs. Mark, uh, happy happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, but it's going to be sent out on a Friday. But uh, hey, how, hey, how's your day going and how's your week going? You know, things are good. You know, um, had a, a birthday to family here last night. And, uh, you know, we got a one game week right now. Yeah. And so that, that gives us a little bit extra time to relax since we've got the Utah game this week. And, you know, it's kind of the lull before the storm because next week, uh, the Buffs have another three game road trip. We got to be at Oregon State on Tuesday. And then, let's see, is it Cal and Stanford or Stanford to Cal? I haven't looked that far ahead. Cal so Stanford. we got, the, yeah, Cal Stanford. So we got a little bit coming up next week. But uh, yeah, this week's been nice and relaxed. Yeah, because, yeah, like you said, next week's going to be super busy, and you're coming off of a, a good win last week after ending a three-game skid against Oregon State in a game where the Buffs made their first three, no, made their first eight three-pointers eight. and yeah. led by as much as 49-27 to 27 going in half, and then that eventually led to that 86-63 to 63 win. Mark, games like that show how hot CU can be when their guards are playing well, but when the inconsistency in the backcourt is the main reason why CU is only five games above 500 um, and not more, 
Do you think when, when you've been calling games this year that the duo of Simpson and uh, Bartholomew, their effect on CU's quality of play can be a pretty big reason about why the backcourt isn't as consistent as it should be? Well, it's listen, what, what the guard play has done is part of the problem. To say that is the problem, I think, wouldn't be fair to the backcourt. Now, when you look at the inconsistency, you can find it on every level of that basketball team. I mean, yeah, sure, there are games when, you know, a KJ Simpson may have four or five turnovers. And then the other night, Oregon, as I recall, I think Evan Batty had four or five. There's an upperclassman. Um, you know, Jabari Walker's had turnover issues this season. So the inconsistency bug, I think, has bitten everybody at one time or another. Now, if you had a guard like McKinley Wright as a senior, as good as he was, would this team have another victory or two? I think it's possible, certainly. Yeah, but there's been plenty of inconsistency to go around. So um, that backcourt's got to play better, no doubt about it. There's not a lot of experience there. But you look at uh, Keyshawn Bartholomew and K.J. Simpson and and throw uh, you know Julian Hammond into the mix, um, there's not a whole lot of experience uh, on those three guys, even though Keyshawn's a third-year player. Remember, he was a backup sure. for McKinley a year ago. And so he's carrying some heavy minutes now uh, you know, this year. So that group's learning, and uh, I, I think is. They get better. The team will get better. But, you know, it's I, I think uh, we're being a little bit unfair to the, the backcourt if we say that the inconsistency has only been there because it's been everywhere in that team. Sure, sure, absolutely. And then and then you talk about the, the inexperience as well. Injuries have been, have been there. But one of the players that actually had a really good game last week was Luke O'Brien. Uh, he had mm-hmm. uh, eight rebounds against the Beavers on Saturday. Mark, players like Elijah Parquet and Lawson Levering, they're out for the year. Um, so when it's, it's time for guys to step up, right, make a name for themselves. And when you got a guy like Luke, who's a Columbine grad, Colorado kid, uh, 2025A Gatorade Player of the Year, he's got a great, successful high school career. But what else can you tell him about? What else can you tell uh, people about him that they may not know uh, as he's now starting to get some playing time for CU? Well, I think what you're seeing with him is earning playing time. And certainly injuries play into that, right? If, if there's yeah. extra minutes out there because guys, guys go down, there's an opportunity. You know, what, what's that line Tad always uses? Uh, don't don't count the minutes you play. Make the minutes you play count, I yes. think is, is what Tad always says. And he's done that. And he's found kind of a nice role. In fact, after uh, one of these last ball games, we had him on our post game, you know, asking about kind of finding his role. He said, listen, um, I can bring energy every single game. Uh, I can bring rebounding and I can bring defense. And those are the three things that, that he really has done well. And I think in, in, in increasing measure, as time has gone on here. You know, he's a big body, he's six foot seven, you know, a legitimate six, seven, broad shoulder, narrow to hip kind of guy. He's athletic. He can leap. He shoots the ball relatively well. And so if he continues to be one of those guys that, you know, brings rebounding and energy and defense, he's going to find his way on the floor because he's got that, that body where he can guard a perimeter guy. He's stout enough where he can guard, you know, a lot of fours out there and, and really body them up. Now, if he got inside against the seven-footers, that's an awful tough challenge for him. But but he's versatile enough where he can play some minutes and, and develop into a very nice player for Colorado. So I've been real pleased with the way he's come along this this is sophomore season. You know, Matt, when you think about it last year, with that veteran team that they had, uh, guys like Luke O'Brien and Nick Clifford were sitting behind so many veteran guys. They didn't get a lot of minutes last year. And so, you know, their development, I think, was slowed as a result of that. And, and they're really taking advantage. Both of them are coming into their own and they're really becoming nice players for Colorado. And it's, it's, it's good to see them getting quality playing time because when it comes to games like this weekend against Utah, those are crucial minutes. Rival Utah this weekend for CU. Like you mm-hmm. mentioned, road trip next week on the West Coast. The Utes, not the best team. Matter of fact, they've only won one out of the last 12. CU has been the, the team this year to, to give up those games against the lesser opponents, uh, i.e. Washington a couple of weeks ago. 
Uh, Mark Tadboyle is being forced to play with the team with the starting lineup, which the injury bug has kind of bit them. So he's trying to work things a couple of rounds. The guards have been uh, switched up a little bit. So Mark, what's one thing CU can nail down against Utah that would make their trip against uh, all the teams on the West coast next week, a little bit easier. Well, I think, you know, when you look at Colorado's losses this year, I think they've got two bad losses. Okay. They've got, they got Southern Illinois yeah. and they got Washington and, and what has happened since the Washington game, Washington has actually come on and winning some basketball games. Sure. Now. So that's a very talented team. So I think that's a byproduct of, of some of the inconsistency we're talking about. Um, you know, even the Washington state game, the score was bad. The loss wasn't bad. That was a quad one game that they played in Pullman. They just played terrible in it. And, you know, if they get beat by if, if they get beat by five or they get beat as badly as they did, whatever it was, 18 or 20 points, whatever it was, still lost. But yeah. so they've got two bad losses this year. And, and that's part and parcel of the, the inconsistency we're talking about. So what can they do against Utah on Saturday? Right. Take care of the basketball. Bring energy, which they didn't have in the second half against Oregon, but did have the entire game against Oregon State. Play with with purpose out there and energy. And I know those are kind of um, you know nebulous terms of people. Well, what does that mean? Well, they got to come out. If you're playing hard, you're cutting hard, and you're moving the ball crisply, and you're taking care of the basketball. That's good basketball. Then you're playing good defense uh, because of that energy, and you're rebounding because of that energy. And then the offense will come, you know, at some point. So I think that's the number one thing. This team's got to understand to play with energy and intensity and a purpose all the time, not just against. USC and UCLA and Arizona and Tennessee, you got to play that way all the time. And, and when you do that, then you take care of the lesser teams, you win the games you're supposed to, and then you go and compete and, and you know, have those, those big time games that, you know, can go either direction. So um, that, that's, that's the number one thing that you've got to do game in and game out, I think. Well, first game against the Utes uh, this weekend, they'll see him again in the very last uh, game of the regular season before the Pac-12 tournament. We're getting near the end. Pac-12 Stunning, isn't it? N- next week. That went by it's fast. Amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. But Mark, uh, big game on on Saturday, Utah against CU, CU Event Center, 6 p.m. at Mountain West time. We look forward to, to hearing you on the call. All right, man. Always good to be on with you. Thanks, sir. Big shout and thank you to Mark Johnson once again for joining us today on ACE. Make sure to listen to him on KOA tomorrow as CU takes on Utah from the CU Event Center in Boulder. As for today, that's all she wrote. We'll see you guys on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. Super Bowl Sunday, Von Miller is going to be a two-time Super Bowl champion. We'll talk, hopefully, about that um, with some Denver Broncos stuff also upcoming because the Denver Broncos could have a new defensive coordinator come Monday morning. Have a good weekend. See you guys then. Peace. Peace.